And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to Chewing the Fat, Fat Pile Friday. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. I don't care what anyone says, you look great. It doesn't matter that you wore that today. <laughs> it's okay. I know it's your favorite blouse and your favorite shirt. And I mean, who doesn't love those shorts? No, seriously, but you look great. We've got a ton. I mean, a ton, literally, a literally a ton. If you were to weigh all the information that's coming in today's show, it would be a ton. I mean, we have from one story that I'm going to do about government overreach that I teased a little bit yesterday. It's called Open Fields. Uh, the That's the program from the government. It is incredible that this is legal. And then we have, you know, on top of just regular stories, government stories, the crime list stories is at a huge length on Fat Pile Friday. Health, animals and bugs, sports, a funny royal story. Yes, there are. There is such a thing. Entertainment, just uh, news headlines from the Middle East, uh, coronavirus headlines and stories that will have you, you know, kind of scratching your head a little bit and just everyday weird stories like we try to normally have on chewing the fat. So let's get to it. Well, before we get into uh, the actual story, that's going to make you want to pull your hair out. Let's start with eating ice cream for breakfast is a good thing good for you (laughs) yay now a study from a professor in tokyo found that eating ice cream in the morning makes you more mentally alert yeah (laughs) thank you uh that's what i like now they're saying oh sure it could be you know the sugar and the coldness but look the people who ate ice cream performed better and had faster reaction times thank you i've been saying it for years Okay. There was also a study, uh, not long ago that talked about how eating ice cream helped, uh, you feel better. It said, uh, that it activated the same pleasure spots of the brain that lit up when you won money or you were listening to your favorite music. So I'm just saying ice cream in the morning is good for you. I'm going to go out on a limb. And this is just me on chewing the fat. Ice cream, good any time of the day or night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And this story tries to balance it with, well, eating ice cream every morning probably isn't good for you. Eating it for breakfast from time to time won't hurt. And it can bring some positive benefits. Uh, yeah. And so we're going to do it. And it may be a little bit more than time to time. Now, let's talk about government overreach. I know it's Fat Pile Friday, and we've got a ton of fat to get to today, including the fat that we just gained from eating the ice cream. But this story was sent to me, and I couldn't believe it. It's just, I I read the whole thing. A couple of times. And if if I could, I'd read you the entire story. All right. It's from the first part of August this year. Uh, it is unbelievable that we allow this to happen. This is uh, an article in uh, 
Farm Journal. It's called Government Cameras Hidden on Private Property. Welcome to Open Fields. Can the government place cameras and monitoring equipment on a private citizen's land at will or conduct surveillance and stakeouts on private land without probable cause or a search warrant? You would off the top of your head say no. Well, you would be wrong. The U.S. Supreme Court interpretation of the Fourth Amendment says uh, yes. Yes, you can. It's called open fields. I know. I know. Now, the open fields doctrine, there's states that have uh, gone up against it, Mississippi, Montana, New York, Oregon, Vermont, through state protections in state constitutions. But the uh, this there's a couple of stories uh, tied together here that talk about what has happened to these people through the open fields doctrine, okay? Northwest Tennessee's Benton County. All right. Terry Rainwater, 53, owns 136 acres of land, contains two homes, farmland, and an equipment shed. He and his son, Hunter, live on one of the homes and a tenant occupies the other. All right. He lives and works on this property. It's a small place to farm. He hunts. He resides there. One way in, one way out. The gate stays locked backed by no trespassing and posted signs. All right. So on his way to hunt on his father's land during the first week of 2017, Hunter, the boy was driving side, uh, driving a side by side through the property when he noticed uh, an oddity positioned roughly about four feet off the ground, hit the brakes, backed up, wondered what the heck it was. It was a trail camera belted to a tree. He didn't see any words or stickers on it, and he knew it wasn't theirs. So after he, after the hunt, he drove back into the family property, spotted a second trail camera attached to a tree with several branches removed to allow for an unimpeded lens view. All right. Called his dad, described the two cameras, and uh, got all a little wound up. And he knew immediately that it had to be the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, the TWRA. If you ask the TWRA how many cameras they have on people's private land, the answer will be no. Uh, They won't answer you. They don't need a warrant. They don't need a judge. And they don't need a crime. They just set up the cameras. It is incredible. Now, Farm Journal actually asked TWRA about the cameras, including does TWRA have a list of past camera locations and current active cameras? Who in TWRA is allowed to view the footage? How long are the cameras allowed to operate in place? Does TWRA recommend prosecution for landowner for breaking or removing a camera? TWRA declined to comment. They said the agency cannot comment on matters in litigation, nor can we provide comment on issues that are currently being litigated. And they directed all questions to the Tennessee Attorney General's office. The attorney general's office declined to comment. (laughs) Now, 
Rainwater contains uh, contends that he has encountered armed TWRA agents on his private property on multiple occasions, either crossing his land or hiding in the undergrowth during hunting season. They sneak onto the land, no cause other than hoping to find somebody doing something wrong. Uh, I said, he said, I've got a clean hunting record, and I don't really necessarily care if he doesn't have a clean hunting record. It's his property. Okay? It's his property. The alleged surveillance uh, has uh, origins related to the 2016 hunting violations, he believes. Okay, because he had some hunting violations. He said his son, a group of friends, were ticketed for baiting doves. He paid the fines for eight people, $380. $380 a piece for eight people. Okay? So he thinks that this all started because of that. Well, the kids were fined and ticketed and the bill was paid. So we should be good. And they still shouldn't be able to allow to come on your property like that i mean you would assume that law enforcement needs a warrant to carry out surveillance but uh no the supreme court has ruled that private land is not so private fourth amendment protections against unreasonable searches and seizures expressed in the bill of rights only apply to an individual's immediate dwelling and curtilage, according to SCOTUS. Now, curtilage is a term loosely translated as the area directly around a home or a yard. I know I don't have to tell you that. I just thought I would do that. So in 1924, Hester v. United States set up the Open Fields Framework. Said the U.S. Constitution does not extend to most land The special protection accorded by the Fourth Amendment to the people in their persons, houses, papers, and effects is not extended to the open fields. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Open fields is translated beyond its literal sense and basically is defined as general acreage, woods, fields, farmland, barren ground, and more. In 1984, SCOTUS gave additional strength to open fields in Oliver v. United States. Okay, open fields do not provide the setting for those intimate activities that the amendment is intended to shelter from government interference and surveillance. There is no societal interest in protecting the privacy of those activities, such as the cultivation of crops that occur in open fields. Wow. That is incredible. Incredible. Because of these cases, the Rainwaters and Hollingsworth cases, Tennessee could become the first state in 20 years to reject open fields. All right, so we've got a case going on with that. Now, of course, Farm Journal asked TWRA for its perspective on the open fields doctrine. They declined comment. The agency cannot comment on matters in litigation, nor can we provide comment on issues that are currently being litigated. We direct you to the Tennessee Attorney General's office. And the Attorney General's office didn't respond to the questions. (laughs) These are, uh, uh, it's just amazing to me. If you think that no trespassing signs apply to government officials, you would be wrong. Your private land is public property. That is amazing. 
Most people recognize that if the government can enter your land on a whim, photograph you, videotape you without a warrant, that's wrong. Uh, yes, that's what I would. That's what I would say. If you know, if you asked me off the top of my head, I would say, yeah, that's wrong. But I would be wrong. I would be wrong. So, the other case, uh, Hunter Hollingsworth. He talked about uh, on the banks. Uh, he's got uh, about 95 acres split between two counties, Henry and Benton counties. Okay, it's remote, one road in and out, gate access requires easement, crossing two other landowners. All right, he entered his property intending to duck hunt, and his truck rounded a curve. The headlights threw a reflection high up on a scrub oak, just enough to spark his curiosity. All right. And he figured it was, uh, you know, a piece of rotting deer, a raccoon left something up there. He stopped, walked toward the tree, shined a flashlight up there, and there's a game camera. And an antenna zip-tied in place with the lens directly on his road and property. All right, so he climbed up into the tree, took note of the sawed limbs, cut the zip-ties, removed the camera. (laughs) Inside, he finds an SD card for photo storage and a SIM card for message transmission. It had no markings. He said it shook him up a little bit. I bet. Threw it in the truck. Tried to go hunting, but he couldn't do it. He just uh, wanted... He couldn't think about anything else. He wondered if there were more cameras on his land. All right? So, the following afternoon, he accessed the memory card, found that over a thousand photos of himself, family, and friends, and TWRA officers entering his property had been taken and transmitted... The earliest photos dated back to 2017. So it had been active for at least two months since this interview. The camera enabled round-the-clock monitoring of Hollingsworth, and TWRA was aware each time he entered or exited his land. Wow. Oh, wow. So uh, months after finding the camera... Hollingsworth was uh, finished eating breakfast when the USFWS and the TWRA officers surrounded his property, ordered him to open the front door. They were armed. Guns, clips, kits, bulletproof vests, all to get the same game camera they snuck onto his land. Wow. (laughs) He was hit with hunting violations related to dove baiting. Also uh, charged for theft of the trail camera. He believes the government was hunting bullfrog with a shotgun. Uh, I ended up with my first conviction for hunting over bait. I paid $5,000 for a lawyer, $3,000. Lost my hunting license for three years. Missed a week of work. Uh, I'm not above the law, but this was heavy-handed and over the top. All right. I, I, I pleaded because I was in a headlock. They threatened me with jail time and hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines. Uh, you know, he was just railroaded over the camera. No question. All right. Amazingly, think about this now. They needed a warrant to come to his house and go into his house and search and arrest him. But they didn't need a warrant for the camera to go up or the cameras to go up. Wow. This is unbelievable. Open fields is what it's called. It is uh, it's something that needs to we need i mean it's been you know obviously it started in 1924 when they start believing that uh 
you know, that property that's your property, it really isn't your property. <laughs> you are dumb. Uh, you are dumb that you think that, eh, that it's your property. Sure, you own it. Sure, you pay taxes on it. Sure, you have structures on it. But it's not private property. We can come on there when we can and put up cameras and surveil you at any time we want. And it's all legal and we don't need to tell you about it. That is un-American. And it is certainly not what we believe America is. And to have that happen and be happening in America is agonizing. And I don't know... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find one of these attorneys and we're going to talk to him on Chewing the Fat. I want to find out what's going on with it. I want to find out how this is possible. How we can have something like this happen and not actually know about it. But I mean, the surveillance possibilities are amazing, right? So uh, with the technology that we have today, Right. So not only do we have, you know, they're able to put up cameras in the trees, but I mean, what about drones and live footage, listening devices, uh, virtual stakeouts? Right. I just, I, I don't see how it's, you know, we, we can allow that to happen. Right. The drones flying over your private property. Um, if it's a police drone, oh, that's fine. It's legal. Don't worry about it. But if it's somebody else's drone, it's not legal. If it's Joey next door, not legal. But if it's the captain, from the government oh that's fine don't worry about it and and who all is seeing this footage what is this footage uh, it's just i mean it's remarkable that this goes on and it's all part of the open fields package <sighs> this has to stop this has to stop i don't even care about the riots or the protests which you know we'll get into with some of the other headlines as we get into Fat Pile Friday, but this is—I uh, could be on a jihad about this, and I don't even know how you stop it. I mean, he filed a complaint. Hollingsworth filed a complaint against the TWRA over the game camera in U.S. District Court for the Western District of Tennessee Eastern Division, alleging violation of his constitutional rights on October 21st, 2019. Judge S. Thomas Anderson dismissed the man's suit partially due to reliance on the open fields doctrine. The federal judge told Hollingsworth he had no reasonable expectation of privacy on his farm and that his Fourth Amendment rights were not violated by TWRA's trespass and camera installation. Oh my gosh, that is unbelievable. TWRA mounted the camera in what could only be described as open field, an area beyond the scope of the Fourth Amendment's protections, without some particular allegation to show that defendants conducted a warrantless search of his home for the or the curtilage of the home, plaintiff has failed to allege a Fourth Amendment violation. So it's not his property. Sure, it's your property, but not really. I, that is 
we're going to find there has to be something you could do. I mean, we're already at the, you know, we're already at the a federal judge saying, yeah, get out of here. You know, you got no, you got no expectation of privacy on your property. <laughs> what are you stupid? Get out of here. Just amazing. So, all right, we'll get to the headlines and fat pile Friday and, I'll get off my open fields jihad, but we're going to find out that something has to be done. That is incredibly wrong, incredibly wrong. So let's get to the headlines and uh, get on to Fat Pile Friday, shall we? as we're uh you know into fat pile friday let's go to the break room oh my god and tasting long list under the crime heading today we can start with uh, r kelly uh beaten viciously beaten by inmate who walked into his cell and started pummeling him. We talked about Joe exotic yesterday in his new underwear line. We see the headline prison payback, tiger King star beaten to a bloody pulp and sexually assaulted in prison. If that's true, come on now, we've got to, we got to stop that. And Jelaine Maxwell, they're mad at her because she got special treatment in jail her lawyers got to meet with her in person. What? How dare they? Uh, why, is she, why is she even still in jail? But I digress. Don't get me started. I know she's an ugly, a bad person, and she's a bad, bad person. Porn star Ron Jeremy charged with 20 more counts of sexual abuse in L.A. County. Ron's not looking that well either. Uh, Ron does not look good in the picture that they have of him in jail during his L.A. courtroom appearance in June. Uh, L.A. County prosecutors filed 20 more counts of sexual assault and groping against Ron Jeremy on Monday, including an allegation of lewd conduct with a minor after dozens of additional women contacted law enforcement following the adult film star's arrest in late June. He now faces 28 criminal counts in L.A. County, including five counts of rape, six counts of sexual battery, according to the district attorney's office. Good luck getting through that. I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure because it's today's world and it's me too and it's horrible that, uh, you know, he'll be found guilty. But he's a huge porn star. He was in these huge porn movies for years the hedgehog ron jeremy sorry <laughs> i don't necessarily believe it but that's just me <laughs> i don't forget um uh, wow during uh you know we got some politics to get to too i mean uh Maybe i just do some quick headlines with the politics. Uh, Trump administration moves to halt evictions during coronavirus. Remember, we talked about that with the power companies and the rent and the leases uh, coming up here this month. So hopefully they're going to halt the evictions during the coronavirus. 
we'll see if that actually happens. And that doesn't have anything to do with paying the bills, right? I mean, you can still, they're not going to be able to kick you out of your apartment, but you may not have power. Uh, a data firm says Trump landslide uh, election likely, but will be flipped by the mail-in votes. Urgh, that doesn't take much of a data firm to figure that one out. Um, we have a guy down in, uh, in Virginia been fired from the shipyard for wearing a Trump hat. <laughs> I mean, we are in incredible times when you can't even wear a Trump hat. Seriously, you work at a shipyard and you can't wear a Trump hat. Amazing. Amazing. You had a governor. Uh, what's his name from New York? Cuomo. What a douchebag. And he uh, all but threatened the president of the United States, telling him that if he comes to NYC, he better have an army to protect him. Why, governor? Uh, and I, and there, were, there were plenty of responses to the governor's comments saying that uh, give us a time when President Trump will be there and his army will be there for him. I mean, who wants the civil war? We're asking, you know, we have uh, guys like Don Lemon saying Trump could possibly cause a civil war. And then uh, another CNN analyst, uh, Trump of fomenting race war in America. And President Trump supporters are like Muslim terrorists. And Trump's naked racism, paranoid, rambling sign of dementia. Uh, who's got dementia? Certainly not President Trump. Uh, it's more like your guy, Joseph Robinette Biden. Okay. So uh, just remember that what they're saying against you is really what's happening to them. And I mean, when you have a governor all but threatening the president of the United States of America, who's, who's the one that's fomenting a, a, a war, a civil war, a race war in America. Who? Who could that be? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You, governor. And then we get the study that wants to make it seem like you're the dumb one. Trump's base is shrinking as whites without a college degree continue to decline. Oh, so the base has gotten smaller because the dumb people, there's less of the dumb people. Okay. Okay. According to this, Trump uh, was helped to victory by winning a record margin among white voters without college degrees. But the last four years, they have declined as a share of the voting eligible population across the U.S. Yeah. They were 45% and now they're 41%. So be careful. All right. Whites with college degrees, Latinos and Asian Americans and other groups have all gone up. So with less dumb white people out there, Trump base is, is weakening. Okay. Thank you. Yep. We're all, all the dumb people are, are weakening. So the smarter people all want to vote for President Trump. Okay. All right. If you believe that, that's great. No.
Australia. Australia is heavy in the news lately. Uh, we have the uh, story about the pregnant Australian mom who was handcuffed and hauled away by cops on video because of her Facebook post. She was organizing a Freedom Day protest event on Facebook and urged people to come. And that can't happen. Got that? That won't happen. And she's asked, what are you guys doing this? I have no idea why. My two kids are here. I have an ultrasound in an hour. And then she bows down. She bows down. And by that, I mean, she offers to delete the post. (laughs) And then uh, her boyfriend offers to delete the post. And the officers are having none of that. I mean, by that time, it's too late as far as the police officers are concerned. We're already here. We're putting you in handcuffs and getting you out of here. And she said, I don't think I've broken any law. Actually, you are. That's why we're arresting you. And the boyfriend made a little bit of sense um, after he bent down and bent the knee to delete the event. It's not like she's done it. She made a post. According to the police, the post itself was illegal. Okay? So, that's it. You're going to jail. Just uh, incredible. And Australia, again, uh, you know, I talked a little bit about this the other day where Australians... Uh, news and Google launches attack on government plans. Their uh, Australians would be blocked from sharing news content on Facebook and Instagram because you know it's going to be first to attempt to govern how media companies deal with big tech becomes law. Wow. Uh, there's a proposed new law that would see Facebook and Go- Google forced to pay Australian media organizations for hosting their content. And Facebook and Google are like, mm, yeah, no. Um, we're not going to do that. And so we just won't let you share news stuff on our sites. I don't know how I feel about that. But it certainly seems like a big overreach by the Australian government. And, I mean, they're arresting people for Facebook posts, which is just just incredible. And one more Australia story. An enormous 14.4 feet, 771 pound crocodile found in the Northern Territory. Uh, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, they found it at a popular tourist destination. You know, I guess, you know, tourist destinations are, I mean, they're not big destinations right now during the lockdown. You can't even advertise getting together for a protest march in Australia without getting arrested. Is that what this croc did? Is that what this giant 771-pound, 14.4-feet croc did was try to organize a, a parade? Probably. That's probably exactly what happened. So they, they've got him duct taped up and covered up. He's a big old boy. Uh, you don't want none of that, man. You do not want none of that. And as long as we're on animals, we had the, um, there's bears everywhere. We did a couple of bear stories in the last few weeks, right? We had the bear that actually attacked and, 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 and uh, killed the one lady. We had the bears coming up to the picnic tables and wanting food. We had the bears coming up against, jumping up on the girls that were out for a walk 
right and now they're out to catch another bear because there was video of this girl jogging along a trail and the bear reached a paw out to touch the girl and they and the 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 uh the park rangers are like yeah no that's not a good thing we're not gonna we're not gonna let that happen again so we gotta catch we gotta catch the bear because we can't uh no no bears do not need to be reaching out and touching humans <laughs> So if they catch that bear, that bear is going down, right? There's been 20 reports about a bear in the area getting into garbage. So that bear better run and hide, man. Because if he's thinking about, well, I'll just come out and, hey, that chick's pretty hot. Why don't I just reach out and give her a little bit of my paw love? Just to tap her on the way by. Yeah, no, don't do that, bro. <laughs> don't do that bro okay don't get caught anyway for sure make sure there's no video cameras around you don't want you don't want none of that because they're gonna put you down man they're gonna say oh no oh no that bear is touching humans dead and sorry to say that's what's gonna happen so good luck god bless but i'm just telling you don't do that, bro. All right. For those of you listening to this show right now and you are listening and you, you're saying, hey, this is a, a damn good show. <laughs> I mean, even if you're saying it's not a damn good show, you should subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, what are you doing with your life? No need to answer that. Just you know, answer it in your own mind, but subscribe to the podcast. It's available on a plethora of platforms when you can use whatever platform warms your little innards and, uh, you're good to go. So you can pick like, Oh, I don't know. iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and you can subscribe to chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Very easy, very simple. And then, then you, of course you can, you know, rate and review it and, you know, tell your friends and neighbors and all that kind of thing. But first and foremost, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And then you're good to go. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay. And then, you know, once you're doing that, you're already there. You're already, you've already stopped. You're at the red light. It's still red. It's going to be red for a while longer. You've subscribed to Chewing the Fat. You might as well click on YouTube and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe to my YouTube channel there. You can click on the little notification bell too. And then, and then you're good. Then you know what? The light's green. Go honk, honk. Little quick, quick beep. Honk, honk. If somebody lays on their horn longer than that, don't go. Wait a little bit longer <laughs> and go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR or Facebook, Instagram, or parlor at Jeff Fisher radio. If they just give you a little honk, honk, just to remind you to go, then you probably need to go and you can. And you can catch up to follow me on the social medias later. But if they lay on the horn a long time at the red light because it just turned green, no. Go ahead and follow me on the social media accounts too. And then go. And then raise your hand. Just put your hand up in the middle of the of the of the seat, like, oh, oh, sorry. And then go. <laughs> so incredibly silly. But you know what I'm talking about. Now let's do some uh, coronavirus headlines 
Fauci debunks theories of low CDC coronavirus death toll. He said, look, there's 180,000 plus deaths in the U.S. That does not mean that someone who has hypertension and diabetes who dies of COVID didn't die of COVID-19. They did. Well, actually, what they died of was complications due to COVID-19. But I think that it should be, it, I, I realize, you know, what they're saying because they don't want to make it seem like COVID-19 isn't a real thing. It is. But, and we still don't want it, or at least I don't. But if you have other underlying conditions, you're at a greater risk, which leads to the, why are we locking the country down? It doesn't make any sense. Make decisions on your own behalf. That's what we're supposed to do in America. (laughs) We're not America anymore. Uber announces that some passengers will soon have to take selfie in mask. Apparently, Uber passengers who are reported for not wearing face coverings will have to take a selfie while wearing a mask if they want to get another ride. So if you have a mask on, Inside that Uber, you're going down. No more Uber rides for you. Incredible. And now they're telling us again. Toilets may be spreading COVID-19. Studies are showing that the novel coronavirus can be detected in stool samples. And they're swabbing the, the rear part of you. And when you flush the toilet, the churning and the bubbling of water sprays around the fecal matter don't look at me as the story and it creates you know stuff flying around in the air so be careful (laughs) don't flush after you stand up there you go there i've solved your problem for you all right continue to sit while the flush is taking care of it and for those of you that what about the people what about those of us that are standing jeff what about that well Maybe you need to rethink that plan. Wear a mask during sex. Skip kissing. Canada's top doctor suggests. Welcome to the party, Canada. We've heard it already here in the U.S., okay? Wear a mask. Even while having sex, that's just the way it goes. Skip kissing. You know, like you do when you go out and purchase the girls. You don't kiss those girls, so just pretend you've purchased them. Technically, you probably already have coronavirus vaccine could arrive in october or november all right the cdc has asked states to prepare trump said it too trump said it's possible that uh, you know the vaccine comes ahead of the election wow that's incredible and health officials worry that the nation's not ready for the vaccine huh Well, of course the nation is ready for the vaccine. We just want to make sure that it's right. And we don't know if we should believe you or not because of all the other crap that you've been telling us that doesn't seem to be true. That's all. That's all. Whatever happened to flatten the curve? Different parts of the country peaked at different times. Uh, Whatever happened to flatten the curve? That's a good question. What happened to it? People in charge realized they had all this power and they don't want to give it up. So that's what happened to flatten the curve. Cheap steroids can cut COVID-19 deaths by a third. Cheap steroids. A finding 
were so convincing that the World Health Organization has recommended that hospitals give the steroids to severely ill patients. The analysis was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is where I saw it, and in the Journal of American Medical Association under their you know, analysis heading. And if it's cheap steroids that can cut COVID-19 deaths, I mean, college football should be fine. No, what I was saying is college football should be fine. Thank you. (laughs) You know, cheap steroids, football, college football should be fine. Thank you. Be here all week. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcast. I can't believe this is Labor Day weekend coming up. For those of you, you know, listening live on Fat Pile Friday, the 4th of September, 2020. Amazing. It's already Labor Day. Just incredible. So, and they're still uh, struggling in Minneapolis, the businesses. They're talking about uh, the businesses that were destroyed during the rioting. Uh, I'm sorry, the protesting. Uh, now they're saying, well, our insurance uh, covers $25,000 of that for the demolition and, and to pick it all up and take it away. And the, at first they were saying, well, they charged, they said it was going to be $18,000. And then a company came back and said, well, it's going to be 130000 And they're talking, well, that's price gouging. Talk to the attorney general. And the, uh, the companies are saying, hey, 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 you know, that's not price gouging. Uh, the reason it's so high is because government regulations require construction contractors to treat all debris from a torched building as hazardous. And it's one of the biggest reasons why the prices for removal is so high. So we're not taking advantage. It's just the way it is. So now these businesses, you know, that are being paid insurance, they get twenty five grand to get it picked up and taken away. And I mean, I don't know if you know this, but there's companies out there that said, well, we've agreed to bridge the gap. We're kicking in another 25,000. Okay. Well, that's 50. Uh, they were charged 133,000. I know I'm not the best mathematician. I know that, but 25 and 25 is 50. That doesn't equal 133. <laughs> I know. I know. It's weird. And maybe it's new math and maybe I'm not doing it right. But old style, I think I'm doing it right. 25 and 25 is 50. That's still less than 133. So anyway, these people, these com- these businesses may never come back. Uh, It's incredible. One guy is talking about after insurance and everything, he's going to have, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a hundred thousand to try to rebuild. Well, he can't rebuild with a hundred thousand. So he might as well take the hundred thousand and go start selling his stuff at the flea market. Right. Or maybe he tries to do business with the South Dakota cowboy who now has his house for sale for 41.15 million dollars maybe you take that hundred grand and you you know you put a you put a down payment on the 41.15 million dollar ranch so this south dakota cowboy he won 232.1 million dollars in the powerball good for this guy right i mean in 2009 
He was living on a ranch in Mission, South Dakota. 48% of the population below the poverty line. His family's home was repossessed. He and his parents and his brother moved to a camper. His father sold scrap metal to try to make ends meet. Said we were struggling. And then he bought a lottery ticket at uh, one of the local convenience stores. $232.1 million. Sweet. Sweet. So he, uh, he bought his own ranch. I know. I know. So he bought this ranch. 50,000 acres. 50,000 acres. Pastures, a river. And uh, it's on the market now for $41.15 million. That's, uh, that's probably a fair price. If it sells for that, it's going to be one of the most expensive ranches ever sold in South Dakota. Um, he's selling it because his new wife. It's funny how he's worth all this money and he has a new wife. Anyway, uh, they're spending more time at her family's cattle ranch in Canada's British Columbia. They also recently purchased a house in Arizona as they plan to spend the winters down in Arizona. He said, I like South Dakota and I like South Dakota winters, but I don't like the wind. (laughs) I don't know if he knows this. He doesn't have to go outside. Uh, He doesn't have to go outside during the winter. He could stay inside and go, man, it sure is cold and windy out there. I think I'll stay inside. I mean, the guy has done great. Uh, He won. He took the lump sum. Good for him. Of $88.5 million, which would be (laughs) tough to take, but he did. And uh, when he accepted the check, he said, I'd like to thank the Lord for giving me this opportunity and blessing me with his great fortune. I will not squander it. So he began to buy land, starting with roughly 7,000 acre ranch, 50 miles north of Rapid City. He added on uh, parcel after parcel until he had close to 50,000 acres at the time. He said that it would simply be Nice to go for a longer ride than usual with his horse on a ranch that was bigger than the one he grew up on. He said he's since set up a charitable foundation, has donated to local children's hospitals. He's also involved in a Make-A-Wish foundation. I mean, the guy is, Mr. Wendless is a, you know, he's a good man. And I'm glad that he's, he's, uh, he's doing well and I'm glad he's using the money for good. So, uh, the property is beautiful I don't know that I would spend, you know, it's worth the money for the property, but the house is, eh. You know, I'm looking at the home and I would say, eh, that's okay. It's got maybe what a one, two, three, four car garage. And they look like maybe they're car and a half garages, but outside he's got a couple of big fifth wheels sitting outside. Why doesn't he have a little barn out there to put those in right there next to the house? I don't know. And I was looking at some of the pictures of the house, and they're okay. They look like a you know a regular house out there. And he talked about he designed it and picked out stuff, and, and it looks okay. I mean, I seen better, but it looks great. It looks fine. And and the the family room that shows you know the fireplace. I mean, the fireplace should be so much bigger. It really should. It's a beautiful stone brick fireplace but it should be a lot bigger the fireplace itself should be a lot bigger and the television uh why is it, it looks like it's too small for the room 
too small for the room. It needs to be a lot bigger. So both the fireplace and the television, uh, the viewing screen, both need to be bigger. I mean, he should have consulted me. But you can still get the joint and you can upgrade it if you want for $41.15 million. I'm guessing that it is a working ranch. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got 42,000 acres deeded, uh, 4,000 acres of land leased for grazing from uh, the BLM. He's got about 1,600 acres leased from the state. He's got about 3,000 yearlings, 1,600 cow-calf pairs, and about 1,000 wild horses. I'm guessing he doesn't have a lot of time to watch TV. That's just a thought. I would rework my schedule to have more time to watch TV. But he didn't ask. He didn't ask. So there you have it. Yesterday, I talked about uh, Meghan and Harry signing the new Netflix deal. And we don't know uh, we don't know how much they got for it or anything like that. But Pierce Morgan, I, I've become... I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He quote tweeted the people magazine Meghan markle and prince harry signed netflix deal and promise inspirational family programming tweet pierce quote tweets that tweet with from two people who've ditched their entire families <laughs> that is awesome uh, good, good for Pierce. I mean, apparently Pierce is, uh, you know, been a little, well, unhappy with the Markles. And then there's also a, a to-do list about, from, from Megan. And this is from Julia Hartley Brewer. <laughs> My to-do list. One, get a bit part in a rubbish Netflix series. Two, marry a prince. Three, fall out with his family. Four, get a multi-million pound contract to produce a whole Netflix series about stuff like hope and courage. Five, oh, that's it. Hashtag Megan. That's tremendous. <laughs> and uh, one tweet, though, makes a lot of sense, right? I'm just saying uh, they are also doing what they said they would do. Support themselves. Yeah. No question. In six months, Harry and Meghan bought a house, signed uh, with Harry Walker Agency, developed their own charitable organization, have a multi-year deal with Netflix, spoke with Black Lives Matter leaders, participated in global summits. Y'all Royals played bingo on Zoom and went to a pub. I don't know about that. But it's true. I mean, they have, they walked into that and they've been working toward that, no problem. So I know that they've given up, uh, you know, they've literally, literally ditched their families although harry is trying to get back with william a little bit for some statue they're putting up of mom i don't think it's a good idea to put statues up in today's world it's just a thought maybe uh maybe put a hold on that although you know what heck with it if it's if it's good enough to put a statue up then it's good enough to put a statue up and she deserves it so give her a statue and then we can tear it down later darn it we don't put them up we can't tear them down you can quote me on that 